Thank you so, so much, my brother. Praise the Lord, all of you. And Happy New Year. This is the first Tuesday of the year, and I'm grateful to God for the opportunity to speak to all of you. May the Lord indeed release you. The topic will be and is freedom. Freedom in Christ, whom the Son sets free. They are free indeed. And it will be more of praying through points of freedom. And so I pray that you'll join with me as we pray so that this year becomes there for freedom for you. Freedom to many captives. And as we shall see later, we are imprisoned in many spaces. It could be physical space, it could be spiritual space, it could be emotional space. So imprisonment is not necessarily the fact that you are moving around the streets. There are so many of us who are totally wounded. But the Lord came to set prisoners free. And that freedom is for everybody who calls on the name of the Lord. We shall go to scripture, which is John chapter 8 and verse 31. We shall read John chapter 8, verse 31 to 36, so that I put this issue of freedom into context. And friends, again, um, of course, there are so many theories of freedom, but freedom can be found in Jesus Christ. And you put a full stop or period. Period means you don't have to add anything. So if you don't have Jesus, you can't have freedom. If you can't have Jesus, you don't and cannot ever get freedom. Let us read what the Bible says. And from verse 31. Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things. I'm reading Mark. Very sorry. That's why it is good to prepare. I mean, I prepared and I read John. So now I was reading Mark. Amen. <laughs> I was wondering what I was about to preach now. Amen. So, John again, chapter 8 and verse 31, and you forgive me. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, verse 34, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sits who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not permanent. It's not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So, if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Oh, you are free indeed. Father, this is your word. And I pray that, Lord, we shall receive it the way it is. That yes, even amid these struggles 
of this world. Property, possessions, prosperity, amidst these wounded souls, amidst prisons, that Lord of Lords, your word will set people free. Because indeed we shall know you, the Son, and we shall obtain that freedom. And so speak to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Again, welcome. And those of you on Zoom and WhatsApp and other applications, thank you for joining. So freedom. So freedom has two aspects. It is not being enslaved, but also not being imprisoned. You can be in a prison, so you are not free to move around. But there are those who are moving around, but they are what? They are slaves. And of course, I will come to it because that's part of the scripture. So freedom is the power to act or speak or think without any hindrance. And the question is, therefore, do we have that freedom? And where do we obtain it? That power, you know, to act and think without restraint is only found in Jesus Christ, as I said. And so I will go to what is not freedom so that I go to what freedom is and we pray through them. So what is not freedom? According to the Bible, verse 33, freedom is not gotten through descent. That I'm a daughter of so and so, son of so and so, and therefore I am free. In fact, that's even a sign of enslavement, that you are a daughter of so and so, or a son of so and so, that naturally you are enslaved to sin because of the natural sin. So they were reasoning in verse 33 that we are Abraham's descendants, so we are free. And Jesus is saying, freedom is not because you are Abraham's descendants. It is not by birth. And many of us, of course, struggle with that. I breastfed on a miracle of revival. Forget. There is no miracle of revival. Revival is accepting Jesus Christ yourself. In P5, you know, in primary five, my brother Simpson, his my elder brother, got saved. They preached, people cried, and he went in front and got saved. And when he was getting saved, he said that, you know, me and Jasper, we normally still meet. In the village, we used to still meet because we would cook it like once a year or in six months. So we would steal it and eat it together. So he got saved that we still meet me and Jasper. And I thought, by extension, I'm also what? Saved. No. Because it is personal what? salvation, not my birth. And I pray today, you will leave all those baggage of where I am born from, who is my parent, and begin saying that I want the Father in heaven to reproduce me. And that's when you will become what? Free. In fact, many people who think they are free because of money, property, I can assure you, they are in prison. Secondly, it is not through sin. Freedom is not through sin. If you commit sin, you become a slave to sin. And of course, I will give a solution because the Bible says, First John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. Cleansing is actually a process. You know, if you are in a mad area and you come out of mud, you first of all remove 
the top, then the second, until when you reach the what? Until when you reach where you want totally clean. So, if you commit sin, you are a slave to what? To sin. And there are so many of us who are slaves to sin. I mean, you say, I don't want to do this. Then the next moment, especially out of church, you commit it. And there are so many people struggling with such a sins. You know, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. Some of us even hang on the thread of not forgiving, you get it? That's a sin. And therefore you become a slave of unforgiveness. And I was telling a certain lady that I read somewhere that failing to forgive means you are, give, you are drinking poison and thinking that the other person will die. You are a total slave. You are a total slave. And one of the ladies I gave, I added her in school fees, finished Makerere University. I told her to call the parent, and she said, I can't call my father. I said, but you are in a choir, you should be able to forgive. She said, I'd rather go to hell than forgive my father. Then I told her, you're already in hell, so you just need somebody to retrieve you out of what? Out of hell. If you commit sin, you remain a slave to that what? Sin. So whatever sin speaks, as a slave you do what? You obey, because it is the one speaking. And therefore, this afternoon, therefore, we are going to pray that yes, those chains will be broken, that in the name of Jesus, no sin will be, be controlling you. And this year, therefore, becomes the year where you come and stand and testify that I was like this, the freedom of Christ has totally set me free. So finally, if you are not in the house of God or the Son of God, you can't be free. Verse 35. And I read it specifically because there are so many Christians today. I pray, I fast, I prophesy, I command demons to move out. And they think they are free. My friend, you are not free because freedom is obtained through becoming the children of God. Verse 35, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. Meaning this afternoon, if I can convince you to join the family, then freedom will begin. But if I don't, and God forbid, let me tell you, you remain a what? A slave. Unfortunately, new year, same old slave. New year, same old sins. New year, same old tragedy. And I pray none of us will actually enter out of this house, even out of this Zoom, without saying yes to Christ. Again, that's when you can obtain what? Freedom. I wish, I don't wish, but I wish there was another way that I would tell you. The only way is you must become a daughter, a son of Christ to get out of what? Get out of slavery. So, what is freedom again? Freedom is the right to act, to speak, to think without restraint, especially in Jesus Christ. And it is for the following. Number one. Freedom is for all believers. Verse 31. If you can pull out verse 31, because the first prayer point 
is that we shall become believers, a house of believers, that my family will be a family of believers, that the workplace where I work, I will be working with what? Believers. That's where freedom will come from. Because sometimes we think that again, because we are in a church, then we are, in a, we are believers. Baptized, possible on the eighth day, confirmed by the bishop. But let me tell you again, to become a believer is clear, and I'm going to read two scriptures so that we pray that each one of us will become a what? Will become a believer. John chapter 1 and verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12. So verse 31, let me first reread it again so that we now put the context of the disciple of Christ, the believer, or the child of Christ. He says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. So we must be true what? True believers. First John chapter 1 and verse 12. Listen to what the scripture says. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, receiving and believing. If you have never accepted Christ, please receive him, believe in him, so that you have a right to become a child of God, and therefore a right to what? To freedom. Do you want that freedom? I guess yes. And God is actually giving us the key. But before even we pray through it, for you to become the child of God, I can assure you there are so many people selling their birthrights, even now. I mean, selling your birthright. That you are a Christian, yes. You accepted Christ, yes. But you are busy selling your birthright at either the altar of property, the altar of power, or the altar of pleasures of this world. And one of them whom I'm now in Genesis. I normally read the Bible, but now I'm in Genesis. I read about this young man, Esau. A very valiant man in hunting. He reaches home when he's hungry. Genesis chapter 35, verse, chapter 25, verse 34. He reaches home when he's hungry. And then his younger brother says, Say to me, you are what? You are both right. The guy it traded. It wasn't even for meat. It was for <laughs> what we call lentil, beans, red beans. His name became even Edom because of beans. And the Bible says he cried for it and he couldn't get it. There are so many of us we sell our what? our birthright, at the old cheap things. Bribery, don't think they bribe you with a lot, or even you bribing police. No, it is literal. And yet you are selling your very reason of existence on earth, the very reason of freedom. Verse 34, after selling, the Bible says, and I quote, Look, I'm dying of starvation. I'm reading from behind. Said Esau, what good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must square that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath. 
thereby selling all the, his rights as the firstborn to his brothers of Jacob. Now, I know some of us have sold really, sold cheaply, cheaply. And if selling your birthright, therefore, means selling your freedom. Let me repeat. If you've sold your birthright, let me tell you, you have sold your freedom. This man cried for it and he couldn't get it. The last verse. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentils to Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt to the rights of his firstborn. And firstborn is my friend, we are serious, those days, these days. Uh, but he sold it on what? On one meal. So we are going to stand and pray in one word that we shall get that birthright. Those of us who have it, that we shall retain it in the name of what? In the name of Jesus. Let me now explain properly. Those of us with it, we must retain it at every what? Cost. Because that's where freedom comes from. Those of you, even watching, and you have never accepted Christ, it is time to say, Lord, save me now. I want to be free. And let me tell you, things will begin happening. But the moment you get it, you don't have to sell your what? Your birthright. First Kings before we pray, chapter 21. First Kings chapter 21 before we pray. To see a man who said, no, I cannot sell my birthright. And you know, in the Bible, when I reach heaven, I look for certain people, including Naboth. Why? Because he refused to sell his birth, what? Right. And it, the, the stakes were high. And I pray that Christians today, we shall refuse to sell our birthright, even if it meant what? Death. Then, there was First Kings chapter 21. I was in the second summit. These days, but anyway, now you know that I read the Bible. <laughs> because I know what I was looking for. Now there was a man named Naboth from Jezreel who owned a vineyard in Jezreel beside the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. One day, Ahab said to Naboth, since your vineyard is so convenient to my place, I would like to buy it to use as a vegetable garden. I will give you a better vineyard in exchange or if you prefer, I will pay you for it. Wow, what a deal. Verse 3, but Naboth replied, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance that was passed down by my ancestors. We are going to pray like Naboth, that we are not for sale. That our birthrights are not for what? For sale. That my family is not for sale. That my children are not for sale. Why? Because they are in an inheritance of Jesus Christ. Let's stand and pray through that. So the first prayer point is that the Lord of Lords, King of Glory, for those of you who don't know the Lord, that I want to believe in you today, to receive you so that I obtain that birthright. And those of us with that birthright to say we are not for sale. Father in heaven, I pray for non-believers this afternoon 
that freedom is obtained from you and knowing you. Yes, that enslavement can only permanently break through knowing you and your son, Jesus Christ. That every imprisonment, every foundation of prison is totally broken by the power of the Holy Spirit, especially when we say yes to the Lord. And so I pray for this, my brethren, those who don't know you, Lord, that yes, this afternoon they receive you as your children, because your word has said, as many as believed in him, he gave them the right to become the children of God. And so receive him this afternoon in the name of Jesus. And so those of us, O oh Lord, who are your children, we are not for sale. Jasper is not for sale. Yes, I'm a clergy. Me as a priest, I'm not for sale in the name of Jesus. Yes, I won't be bought because you bought me at the cross in Calvary. And so, Lord, I am not for sale. My family is not for sale. This whole saints church is not for sale. Yes, the devil wants to tell you, none of us is not for sale. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord of Lords, Uganda will be secured at the cross of Christ. So Uganda is not for sale. Uganda is not for sale. We now say, yes, you will surround it with the head of fire. Indeed, this nation will be called after you our name, and you will defend it, O Lord. Yes, Lord, defend the birthright of these, your children. Yes, give them a double portion where they have been having one. Lord, release them from prison. Yes, let the prison of the poverty fail in the name of Jesus, so that you will be able to release them to that anointing. I thank you, Lord, that yes, this year will be a year where we shall say our inheritance in Christ will be protected, whether we are alive or whether we are dead. And I thank you, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, you have set us free. Because those whom you set free, they are free indeed. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The second point. So the first point is that the right to become a children of God gives you what? Freedom. And by the way, let me say this before we go to the second point. If you are Son of Museven, you don't get worried over traffic jam. Because some of those are even not prayer points. Because they are sorted. And I can tell you, if you are the child of God, there are certain things you shouldn't get worried about. Why? Because he will sort you, it is his name. Psalm 147, verse 7. Says that even he listens to the cry of a what? A raven. A crow. In Ruchiga, it is a chikona. It is even not edible. But when they cry, the Lord does what? Surprise. What about you, child of God? Let me tell you, don't get worried. Jesus says it. You can write Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Don't worry about what to eat, dress, what. In other words, the order from heaven, when you get to become the right child of God, freedom is about what? Food and drink, uh -huh. I won't get worried. School fees, my friend Julian knows, I don't get worried. In fact, recently, I even withdrew it. Now I'm telling you a testimony. 
I withdrew, we were celebrating 25 years in marriage, me and my wife. I said, let's withdraw school fees and go to Maxon Foros to celebrate. <laughs> and I mean, there was some worry. There was a discussion in the family, all of us. Discussion, now where will you get the fees? And I said, where have we been getting it? You get it. The source is still the what? The same. My father in heaven hasn't retired, amen? And by the way, tell you the truth, we go, we enter the, we got a vehicle, we put on fuel. When we reached Maxon Falls, somebody called me, an old sense parishioner, that I hear from you are going to Maxon Falls. I said, yes. When you reach the, the, the word chief on the gate. So I reached, I said, chief, oh, okay, enter. Okay. Then he called, you go and eat from this place. When you reach, say, chief, I ate chief. When it was time for to go and rest, he said, no, 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 you go. There are some church and cottages, you and your children. Say the word, chief. We went, chief, we slept. The next day, chief, we went to the park. The other day, we, chief, we entered the boat. Chief, chief, chief. When we are coming back, chief gave us fuel to come back. Okay, school fees was saved, and of course, Along the way, I said, let's eat go, and they all agreed. You get it? What I'm saying, when you have this freedom, there are certain things you should stop worrying about. Okay, let me even say this, praying about. You get it? Why? Because it is a key. He has sorted you. Read what Jesus says. Do not worry about what you eat. Even tomorrow, he has already sorted it. Secondly, Abide in the word. Now, verse 31 has the second aspect. That when you are free, yes, as a child of God, you have that freedom. But for you to maintain the freedom, the oil is to abide in the word. And I pray this year, those of you who do not read his word, you will be able to read it. You know why? Because that freedom, you know it is one thing to know the law. But then there is also another thing to practice the law. I'm going to Kabale using a vehicle. I need to drive on the what? On the left. The law says the what? The left. But the driving, the reaching of Kabale is because I'm practicing the what? The law. So if you abide in the word, yes, you are free. But if you abide in the word, then you are practice. Maintains you in that freedom. And let's read what the Bible says, what Jesus is saying in John chapter 8. And by the way, I pray for that chief, my friend. I pray for him. I pray for him. And you know why he was giving me what? All the what? Because I'm a clergy and that I wedded his daughter. Only that. God uses mysterious ways. Abiding in the word. In the NIV version, he talks about being faithful in his what? Teachings. Abiding in the word. And David says in Psalm 119, verse 105, that your word is a what? A lamp to my feet. It is a light to my what? To my path. So this year, it should be a year where you read it daily and God will direct you. And I have read the Bible, but every other day, 
when I get a verse, it becomes totally what? New. In fact, the other day I was almost complaining to God that surely I thought I had read, 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 but ah, even yesterday, but one I read that Abraham was a friend of God. And in chapter 18, verse 17 and 18, he said that, can I do anything without informing Abraham? And I said, God, may Jasper be like Abraham, that you won't do anything in Wakiso where I stay, in the church I serve, in the church of Uganda, in Uganda without a certain discussion. Amen? And let me tell you that's the freedom now you get to approach God and you discuss the way he discusses with not, not angels, no, with archangels. I, I read it and I was like, God, you mean you can have such a relationship? So abiding in the word will therefore make you like that, a friend of God. Before I do something, Lord, what are you saying? And I can assure you the Lord does what? Speaks. Jesus, in Luke chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 4, when temptation came, he overcame by what? By the word. And I pray that when somebody wants to steal our freedom, we shall be quoting the word. And let me tell you, I quote it. When a lady comes to me and the perfume is what? I go to the word. Where does the scripture say? Second mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Be aware of youthful lusts. Please flee. And I flee. Fleeing means between running and flying. And I do it. That's <laughs> why I call it Josephine. You get it? Josephine means you run and leave behind your heart. You are caught. Let's read it. Free the evil desires of youth and pursue what? Righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And I flee. By the way, fleeing is better than going to hell when you are a hero. You get it? Again, of course, the Bible talks about four things you flee from. Flee from youthful lusts, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Flee from idolatry, First Corinthians 10, 14. Flee from adultery, First Corinthians 6, 18. And then flee from greed, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. And please, again, do what? Flee, because those will take your freedom. Idols, youthful lusts, adultery, and what? Greed. Greed is money. And you sell your birthright for how much? Let me say this. I never asked for permission. But it was 8th of of October, 2003. And I'm in an office. I'm working. And inside my pocket, I have 4,000. The next day is, is what? Is independence. 4,000 to help me pass through independence and go to work when I'm alive. And so, somebody came with one million as a bribe. And 10, 10 Ks, the other 10K was looking nicely. <laughs> Free from greed. One million, and he counted. Somehow, I even began thinking, isn't this God? Let me ask you, which God? <laughs> and many of us are like that, at the altar of greed. Hey, 
I arrested them, went home with 4K. I went to work on, it was, of course, the next day was independence. We passed through it, I don't know how, but I, I still never sold my birthright at the altar of what? Of greed. Why? Because of the word of the Lord. So let me tell you, friend, abide in the what? In the word. John 15 says, if you abide in me and I in you, let me tell you, things will do what? Will be able to work. So we are going to use this as a prayer point. That his word will be our direction this year. That freedom will be obtained through daily, encountering God through him, what? his word. And if you are not able to read, if you are not able to read, tell somebody to read for you so that you listen. One of the things my mother is sick, and I went to check on her recently, but what she has is what she read long ago. You get it? And I pray that many of us will have his word at our heart to the extent that when the enemy comes, uh, we don't have to quote a verse. We just say this. So another pledge we are going to make is that for us to practice the presence of God and his freedom, this year will be a year of reading the word, practicing the word, and doing the word. And that will be total what? total freedom. Shall we stand and pray through that? Father, your word is a lamp. Your word is a light. Your word is real. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. And therefore, I pray that as we have obtained this freedom to be your children, yes, your word now will become our light. That day and night we shall read. And we shall even pray for those promises which you make. And that in the name of Jesus Christ, yes, in the name of the living God, our, that word will be able to guide us through this year. And so I pray that deliverance, yes, which has already delivered our freedom, will also deliver to us that word, that Lord of Lords will put in us a burning fire so that as we read you will illuminate through the power of the Holy Spirit that word and we shall practice it. And so let that word move the families. Let that word move our lives. Let that word move our church. Let that word move our nation. And let me tell you Lord, I thank you Lord because indeed we are going to do exploits. So do it O Lord and let your presence be real in our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Number three, and there are only three. We have obtained freedom as believers. We now have his word, and therefore we practice that freedom. The final part is to know the truth. To know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And of course, especially these days, the days of WhatsApp, truth is being lost in so many what? In so many things. By the time you know the truth, actually these days, if I open WhatsApp and I see an accident, first of all, I know it is a lie until when I verify. So that's where we have now reached. That truth is now being distorted. No wonder. There, is, there are certain people who say, ah, the Bible, it has some truth, but it's not what? The truth. 
Now, if you use the word article the, you will know the truth. Let me explain it. If you use the article the, it means it is known. Jesus says, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the. Meaning, if you are not in Jesus, you do not know the way. If you, do not, if you are not in Jesus, you can't get direction. If you are not in Jesus, you also do not have life. And he's not, again, not giving an option. It is the, Paul says, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, that I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Why am I using the? It means that the truth is known and therefore live by the truth. When you, I went to Uganda Christian University for masters and then my mother rang me, hey, that I heard you are in Makerere of Mukono. Because for her, the university is Makerere. The shirt is Yamato. The petrol station is Shero. The soft drink is Coco. Coke, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why? Because it is what? It is known. And therefore, you will be known this year as a person of the truth. But wherever you go, you are not beating about the bush. When they choose you for what you haven't done, you say, no, I haven't done it and put a full stop. The truth. So freedom is practiced through the truth. That I will stand. When I tell my wife I haven't done this, I put a full stop. And Jesus, by the way, says it. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be what? Be no. So that now others can be set free through your truth. But look at us. They are choosing you of prayer. You even begin now debating. No. Me, I pray. You get it. Why? Because Jesus says, when you knock, doors will be what? Opened it to you. I said the other time, let me repeat it recently. It is me to what? To knock. Verse 8, in fact. You can pull out Matthew chapter 7, verse 8. He's saying that everyone who knocks, doors will be what? Open. This year should be you to what? To knock. Don't wait for others. Can I disappoint you? that I pray for myself first, I go for my wife, then for my children. And that's the order. Why? But anyway, let's read it. Let's all read it aloud. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the doors will be what? Opened. He's not saying groups which ask. No. It is. It is particular. And so, this year, let me tell you, my friend, be a person of the truth. Allow God to work in you. Pray daily. Knock those doors. Because you are the one who knows your situation. You are the one who knows the one who wants to take your freedom away. You are the one who has a challenge. I told you recently, I went home on food. Recently, very recently. And there was a lot of rain. They expected me to come in a vehicle and a hood. But even if they don't open 
if you hoot when you are in a vehicle, you are still safe. I reached, it was raining cats and dogs. I don't know where that came from, but it's not according to the Bible. So I tried to get the phone and call because the door was closed. I couldn't because of rain, and also I feared that my phone might go, go before I needed to go. What did I do? I knocked, first of all, slowly. You get it. By the way, you can't knock silently. Hello? In other words, if you are to pray, please shout. It is okay. <laughs> Can I repeat? You can't knock silently. Nobody will hear you. But anyway, to cut a long story short, I got a stone. That door, my friend. I hit it. Hit it. Hit it. I even wished it can fall down, you get it? Because rain, it is meaning the what? In the rain, mommy and children, TV, enjoying me in the what? In the rain. So who is it to knock? It is me. This year, you purpose to say it is me to do what? To knock. When they had the one coming to, to check on me, came in an umbrella, slowly. And she was saying, I shouted, you! She said, oh, daddy, you are the one? What I'm saying, please do what? Knock. Doors will be opened. Your freedom will come. Why? Because whom the sun sets free, they are free. Indeed, I entered the house and became free. And by the way, some of you would quarrel. No, me, I don't quarrel. After opening, uh -huh. <laughs> I have knocked, the door is open. So why am I quarreling? You get it? So the truth. And as I end, therefore stand by the what? The truth. Defend the truth. And when you read the Bible properly, really, the truth is not about property, it is not about pleasure, it is not about what, it is about the justice, which is the foundation of what? God. The justice and righteousness are the foundation of the throne of what? Of the throne of God. And so this year again, will you be able to stand at that truth? Again, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, if you go back to office, please testify that by the way I'm saved. Will they fire you? May be let them fire you. Again, don't worry, as long as you, are, as you are in that freedom. I have been fired about three times. Anyway, sometimes I even fire myself, you get it. But I still stand at the what? At the truth. And that's what Jesus is saying, that freedom will be obtained by the truth. That if you know the truth, then that truth will do what? Will set you free. And so that's our prayer, last prayer point, so that I conclude and we end this afternoon. Again, you are going to pray for yourself. Seek, it is he who, who does what? Six. Knock, it is he who does what? Knocks. And this afternoon also, ask God to make you an intercessor for your family. An intercessor, somebody who will knock daily. I mean, sometimes it is me getting up at 3 a.m. You get it. Others will have debates on 3 a.m., but me, it works for me, so I do it. So it is me to get up. Sometimes, most of the time, my children are what? Sleeping, but I'm covering them in the name of what? 
of Jesus, and I know it will be safe. And so, part of this prayer is that you will stand and know the truth, stand on the truth, but also begin that intercession, that truth will be able to, to, you know, to filter through your children, your families, and then in the next generation, people will know, people who stood on the what? On the truth. Let's stand and we pray. Father in heaven, you are the way, the truth, and the life. You have said that freedom is obtained through the truth. And so, Father, I pray that truth of your word, yes, the truth of your word, will be able to filter through these people to others. That they will be able to say the truth in morning and evening, night and day, and that they will stand as intercessors. Lord, give them the spirit of intercession this year, that they will be able to be restless until the peace of Jerusalem is established. And so, my friend, I commission you as an intercessor in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, that whatever you declare on earth will be done by my Father in heaven. Yes, that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. That yes, this year you'll be able to do exploits. And yes, that the truth of his word will live with you all the days of your lives. Yes, in Psalm 24 you say, who will ascend to the hill of the Lord, who will stand in his holy place, he whose lips have not sworn decently, and he was told the truth. And I pray Lord of Lords that you will do it for need your people. Yes, even Psalm, Psalm 15, Psalm 15, yes, you say, Lord of Lords, that who may worship in your sanctuary, O Lord, who may enter your presence in your holy hill, those who have blameless hearts and, and do the, what is right, speaking the truth from a sincere heart. Lord of Lords, those who refuse gospel, those who do not harm their neighbors, those who don't speak evil against their friends, those who despise fragrant sinners and honor the faithfulness followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts, those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed or lie about the innocent, such a people will stand firm forever. Lord of Lords, I pray that these your children even those on WhatsApp and Zoom and other platforms, they will be able to stand forever as your children because they are free. And indeed, those whom you set free, they are free indeed. And so, my friend, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord help you to abide in that freedom to abide in his word. May the Lord make you a truthful person so that as you abide with him forever, yes, generations who live after you will know that your name ever existed because you have served the Lord. I thank you, Lord, and honor you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God bless you.